Never in the history of the world have the merchants of obscenity had available to them the modern facilities for disseminating this filth. Disseminating this filth. The onslaught of the communist masters of deceit. Bingo. This week in school shootings. How blackpilled can we get? It seems there's new layers every time. How about you guys? <laughs> every uh, other episode of ours is going to be about a different shooting in a different location. Next week, tiki bars. Oh, God. What if that's right? No, it We're going to have an end of the year compilation to see which one of these we remembered. <laughs> That'll be our New Year's episode, like yeah. this year. Yeah. So, so we're ta- if you don't know if there's been another one uh, before. This <laughs> is the one in Texas where 19 children died. And two teachers. And two teachers. Well, the interesting thing about this is the cops, like, really aggressively didn't do anything and uh, went so far as to tackle and tase crying parents who were begging them to do things for 40 minutes outside the school while the shooting was actively happening. And this is, like, incredibly well-documented. And, um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that's the thing. Unfortunately for the police, they were not able to completely control the narrative and uh, present the story exactly as they like to, which is their typical... Their typical right. yeah, way. There was, a, there was a Wall Street Journal article like the day after. Yeah, that. I saw the video. Yeah, like, and, first thing and, in the morning. And yeah, these videos started coming out. The most dramatic aspect of the story is the is the mother who heard about the shooting, drove forty miles to the school. Her kids were there. Is begging the police to do something. They detain her. She convinces them. Uh, somebody else she knows to convince them to let her go. She breaks away from the crowd, scales the fence, runs into the school, and gets her two kids out before the police have done, you know. Yeah, the police, like, have not done anything, and it's getting to the point now where there's, like, been, like, four or five different, like, vague excuses they've given that have all, like, Essentially, at the end of the day, their excuse is, well, yeah, we didn't want to go in there because there was a guy with a gun. Um, Obviously, (laughs) it has been essentially where they're at right now. It's this interesting place because now, like, there's so little trust, at least of this one department, that people are just guessing that the cops also probably accidentally shot some kids and whether or not that's true. Yeah, I mean, it it seems like just the thing people are going to fucking say now, and who are they to tell them they didn't? What's difficult for people to accept is that, like, 
The likely outcome with guns in general and the likely outcome with police are innocent people being shot and killed uh, or, you know, just with guns by themselves, uh, people killing themselves if they don't, I guess, uh, buy two rifles as soon as they can and uh, shoot up at school. Right, and okay, I, I kind of forget this detail. The dude shot his grandma. His grandma survived contacted to the police before his car arrived at the school i i believe yeah she called the police you know more or less like this whole process seems very drawn out with multiple people calling the multiple police at, chances for the police every, to do the thing that people think the police do like at every step of the way there just seemed to be oh 911, this man is driving to the school with a gun. 911, this man is wandering outside of a school with a gun. 911, the man who was wandering outside the school with a gun just went into the school with a gun. Like, it just seems like literally we have a 911 call from several different people for like literally every step in this process. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't want to comment on like, what people should do or like what I think people will do, but it is just a very stark uh, display of an institution and system that is showing what it's actually there for versus what its promises are. And it's showing just, you know, just how severely it fails to protect people or do anything really. Well, and, and I mean, um, I guess me being such an internal optimist, uh, I guess the bright side is that uh, maybe a sprinkling of a few more people became aware of at least the fact that the Supreme Court explicitly basically stated that police do not have a duty to protect oh, yeah. or intervene. No, that, that's, that's been the thing for <laughs> So, a while. which I did at least see a couple people go, wait, really? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, it's yeah, always I fun mean, like, to have another layer of like, yeah, the cops are as bad as the people bitching yeah, about the no, cops. Yeah, no, it is, it is. It's like, what, what'd you think you could have sued the cops before? Like, I mean, and yeah, I mean, people have tried. It doesn't work. It, it kind of feels like there should be a new version of the nationwide protests. I, I, I mean, I get, I don't think that's going to happen, I, but it, it just feels I mean, like, I feel like what we need is a, is a real general strike. <laughs> yeah. Like it, uh, it just, it, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I was re- reminded of this story of this, um, just post Soviet state. I forget which one it was a, a smaller East European state where, um, we're just a mall. Genovia. Yeah, That's, yeah, of course, ba- a princess yeah. Basically, diaries. some princess diaries ass state where, like, yeah, basically a mall collapsed, and like within like days of the mall collapse, like they just like had a big pile of documents showing all the payments that were made to get the like building approved, and like literally within months the government like collapsed, like the the government got overthrown just through massive protests of people just reacting to a like stark like display of like oh your state failed to do very basic things you kind of always assumed it was supposed well, to and do. I guess what. I've been thinking about this week is have we just been sufficiently atomized in a way where like it's just this thing over and over it's like there's no 
bottom to what America will uh, stand for. And I feel like there were incidents in the past, even in America, where something has happened and like it was the thing that made people perceive of whatever differently that led to, I mean, what I discovered in my little like research on my great grandparents when I was doing that about the Greek laborers. And then I discovered there's this incident where the Rockefellers hired a militia to shoot up the tent city um, of not just Greek, but largely Greek laborers. Uh, And when this became known when the news became known it was apparently a thing that really changed people's opinion about the labor movement and whether it was necessary which ironically uh, I feel like the fact that I learned about it via that way feeling um, as though I did know uh, quite a bit about labor movement in America is is just a sign of how sort of propagandized we are and sanitized um, well where was this where did this take place utah oh okay uh utah nevada it was um because blair mountain's the famous uh like that's west virginia i think uh tent city getting shot up and it being a very galvanizing yeah um i have the i have the notes about it somewhere but it was it i mean uh, just particularly because it was a nexus of things for me where you know uh my particular interest there but it was uh, and apparently it's mentioned in uh, What's-His-Face, uh, you know, that. Pulse history. Yes, yes. So, and then I was like, oh, how did I miss this? Um, but yeah, I, I, it feels scary now because it's like, one, don't want to know that there, oh, there is something so bad that, you know, I don't want worse things to happen. But it feels like, worse things could happen and they wouldn't necessarily galvanize people because everybody's we're fucked. Yeah. No, I mean, I am curious about the like atomization, you know, like is there a thought process for people generally to say like, Oh, this thing about the Texas police, that's also relevant to New York police. If anything, I think it has the opposite effect. Uh, I've seen multiple people talk about their local police department or schools just putting more money and parents calling for petitions for more police presence in schools. Yeah, that's fucking fascinating. To me. Yeah. So it's not that hard to understand if you're pinned in where you are thinking, okay, I want my kid to be okay. I want my kid to live, to stay which alive. Which is part of the atomization. Which then, and then you think there's, there's no alternative, right? There's no alternative in yeah. people's minds of how you would protect except the fantasy of what police are or could be yeah and what steve said about the atomization is it's a quote-unquote political solution but it's not really a political solution in the sense of this requires me and every other scared parent to come together and like fundamentally work as one another to bring about this change. It sort of is just, oh, I don't know what to do. 
okay, there's these elections. Oh, there's this petition. Oh, there's my police department. Well, and then certainly you have the people reacting like, you know, now the joke is uh, America's going to abolish schools before we control guns. Yeah, I mean... That, oh, this is an argument for homeschooling. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You I mean, it, also, it is, I it is sort of... Also, I going to be an argument for weird training up your own kids in fucking ways. Yeah. It's like... Oh, yeah, yeah. No, there's going to be fucking so many Kevlar-ass backpacks getting sold now. You know, when COVID broke out and it's like, I guess we can, in fact, imagine the end of the world before the end of capitalism. I guess that was literally true. (laughs) Yeah, I guess we're going to fucking ban schools before we do anything about the fucking cops. Like, I mean, I don't even, like, feel like I can... Anyone should, like about guns like the way we normally talk about it i i just just the way the cops were in this just seems like so much a holy shit moment or at least it should be for people and i mean i do feel like i said like my only optimism is that i do feel like there's a sprinkling of people who who it's made them think of yeah, it maybe differently. some people but, but will that yeah. like what you know, like what happens? Like, because then it, the machine just starts working, the massage of the story of the narratives, and, and it's like, and we're so layers of alienated from this process at this point where it's like we're disassociated. You know, it's like almost like the Ted Cruz's of the fucking thing when they're saying they're little, like, don't bring politics in this. It's like, it's like, are you even in there, sir? Like, you're just saying the things, and it's just the. I mean, like, I would almost be willing to say, like, you know, libertarians, if you got a fucking plan on this cop thing and just shut the fuck up about guns with this, like, I'm willing to hear you guys out right now because, like, holy shit, these fucking cops. God damn it. Like, yeah, I mean, or is the solution the only possible solution we are going to be left with, which this is from a joke I wrote before Sandy Hook that I stopped telling because of Sandy Hook. It, cause it, and also it feels more and more like someone's going to make this argument seriously. But uh, one time I heard a uh, pro-gun argument that was like, I believe it was Penn and Teller on bullshit. <laughs> so, for context. But they were so funny to me because they were like, imagine all women are issued a firearm, but only half of them decide to carry. Do you think like rapists are taking those chances, which yes, of course. And I know I've probably mentioned this on the show before or whatever, but it's very hilarious. So I just thought, you know, let's protect the most vulnerable among us and issue all children a gun. And even if just half of them decide to carry, you think uh, the pedophiles are... Anyway, so this is the joke, but that I would go into this bit where I'm like, no, 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 we'll train him up, you know, soft in the beginning, air rifle, you know what I mean? Like, just little mini militias, uh, rubber bullets, all that kind of stuff before they get to the real things. But then once they're they're old enough, like, you know, it's, uh, it's a tete-a-tete forever <laughs> instead of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, but to me, it's like this thing that I'm like playing out the absurdities, but I, I feel like we're pinned into this thing where like, what is the way out of this commitment to the guns other than to like go where the public education is just all about guns. Our entire everything is about guns. That's right. all we do in America. Yeah. And I mean, like, let, let's be clear. 
you know, to my thing about the libertarians earlier, the notion that, like, oh, personal armament or distributing defense, essentially, is just further atomization and not a real political solution. But that's the fantasy, too, because it's the lone, you know, it's, it is right. the individualism itself. It is the lone, the lone wolf, that hero, that guy in the movie they all imagine themselves to be, that if somebody comes for me, my family, I'm gonna fucking whatever. And it's just, nobody knows to exercise any humility about this. And it's like... Yeah, I I mean, you know, also, you know, to that end, you know, not to take anything away from the uh, weeping parents who had to pull their children out of an active shooter situation, because sometimes I guess uh, you do have to. Well, no, but that's the thing. That's the real that's (laughs) the real thing of somebody who's like her adrenaline is like, I'm going to fucking save my kids like blah. Like that's a real thing. But this fantasy that. Most people who are right, caught up in I weapons have, and combat I have my sports. fucking concealed carry and well, like, I'm going to be in the situation. Forgive me for extrapolating this like I'm going to now. But to me, it's like connected to this overwrought concern about masculinity that, right. that people have. That it's just like ultimately, like the reason I have such an attitude about it and I am so like infamously bitchy about the concerns of any men about emasculation like because I feel as though I have to never acquiesce to that energy I can't validate it in my own life because it's bad and it goes into these places where there are no grown-ups anymore it's all tropes of fucking bad guys and good guys that are untethered from reality yeah, and what's real is being fucking pumped on adrenaline and not knowing what and to do. Lucky and getting lucky in that. getting lucky, yeah. No, and... So and everything is... It sucks, man. Like... like it, 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 I, I don't know. I think there was a senator that... Uh, from... Shit, which one? Uh, from Utah, Lee, who said that the problem wasn't guns, it was uh, fatherless families. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, yeah, fatherless families. Yeah, yeah, Chicago. Suck my fucking dick. Yeah, like, Like, honestly, (laughs) at this point, like, I'm kind of sick and tired of the Democrats just being like, well, Professor, I guess it ought to be guns, but I guess we're not going to do any... Like, that's been the thing since I feel like Obama was Sandy Hook. And, uh, like, I don't even blame Obama for a Sandy Hook response, because... it was pretty, like, real, where it was just, like, I don't know what the fuck you people want from me. Like, I, I guess, like, well, I'm not allowed to do what and, seems reasonable, but... And every fucking Democrat making these statements, like, we have to do things? Like, they're like, you gotta do it? And it's like, what are you talking about? What is the point of any of this? Right, like, right. Like, like Obama, guess- I feel like Obama, like, was the first mainstream Democrat to kind of, like, come out with that sort of, like, well, you know, like, we can have the same fucking debate we've been fucking having and just not do anything, because I guess that's all we're gonna fucking do now. But then, then it just seems like, for the past, like, 10 
years, the Democrats didn't get it through their heads of like, okay, well, spend the next 10 years trying to come up with something better. Don't just say that. Like, they they just think they're the fucking onion. They think they're just going the, oh, they're just going to share the fucking like, oh, why does this always happen? Or there's no way to prevent this as nation where this always happens headline and just be like, oh, I guess we got our thumbs up. And it's like, well, you know what? After a while of doing that, you kind of just seem like pathetic fucking assholes and you should actually come up with something. Well, and you know what? Whenever it comes to something like this, like just in general, like a lot of people are keen on pointing out how our our classically pro-gun politicians have gotten all this money from the NRA and et cetera. But guess what? The NRA is fucking falling apart. Yeah, it's not that powerful of an organization. They don't have to listen to it. And also, even if you took money from a fucking organization, fucking take it on the chin and do do the thing anyway. Who's, what, precludes a politician from fucking doing yeah, that. Yeah, the NRA Nothing. is your like cowards, actually your chickens. not do they have, powerful anymore. Do they have your children uh, hostage somewhere? Like, no, they gave you money, big fucking deal. Like, I just... Right, they'll, they'll run a slander campaign that for a certain deal. Then the Rockefellers will take money out of it. Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, yeah, just take it from George Soros if it's that big of a fucking deal. Like, like, just take George Soros' money to take all our guns away and put us into camps. Like, if it's that much of a fucking thing. Well, and this is what I don't understand. We're always always fucking bemoaning how politicians are not sincere and, like, whatever, except they're absolutely always sincere in their commitment to whoever gave them money. Capitalists. (laughs) Like, Like, I'm just saying individual politicians, they have the choice to just say, yeah, I took that money, but guess what? I'm going to do whatever anyway. There's, there's, right. They didn't make I mean, it. Like they, I mean, you know, to, to be clear, what would happen is then the NRA would run a smear campaign against that candidate, which just, in a given district could, yeah. could cause but some people to But then you have a narrative out there that you could work for yourself politically if you right. weren't all fucking you, pieces of shit. You'd probably have to like move at some point, um, which is a giant pain in the ass, uh, because the other thing is you're a rhino who betrayed the party. And now, the do you think that they actually believe what they say? What about guns? Like, some, like Ted Cruz, and it's separate, oh. separate from the NRA giving I mean, them money. Like this libertarian, quasi anarcho capitalist ideal. I mean, there's certain extremes that you they would not take that argument to, to the extent that they might have this element of, oh, I feel safer in a concealed carry state, like, or, oh, I feel safe. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of feel like you just have a cultural affinity for the sorts of states that are concealed carry. I don't think you actually feel safer. And also by cultural affinity, I think you're happy there's less black people in those states. But yeah, I, I don't I don't think the actual notion of it's a fucking advertising campaign for the gun industry they've been using since the 70s of this like armed society of free self-defenders i I don't think they necessarily believe in that i mean you know if they did i mean if they did believe in that i feel like all kinds of grown men believe childish ideas like yeah 
And some women, too. Yeah, but, I mean, are you going to spend state money for, like, gun training programs no, and the distribution of we, guns? That should be a tactic that should be applied here. You should put pressure on them. Well, okay, let's follow this to its fucking logical conclusion, then. And, like, and if the utility is simply people having guns, you know, for its own sake, then, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's like, what is belief at, at a certain point? It's like it benefits us to say a narrative a bunch of times. I just feel like, yes, but I, I also feel like when somebody wants to bring about like the, the, the stats, well, you know, you're more likely to harm yourself or someone in your family with a gun and da-da-da. I feel like the people who are like part of their identity is wrapped up in being pro-gun hear something like that and they just don't believe it. They just think, not me. And that is massive amounts of people. And you have all these people like, you know, oh, they might believe that's that's for other people out there. Idiots, fucking blah, 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 but not me. And there's no humility. There's no like idea of, you know, fucking, what's that thing people say? But for the grace of God, go I. None of that. We were just fucking like... There was this thing that people said a lot when Obama uh, was president that some people were like, they wanted Obama to be our dad. (laughs) And I'm like, we don't need a dad. We need a mean mommy uh, is what we need. We need a mean mommy to disabuse. This is when Bonnie was a Hillary supporter. (laughs) She's not a mean mommy, though. She's a fucking... um, Robot. No, we need somebody who will take people, like, we need the energy of taking someone to task, of holding them accountable, the archetype of this. I don't even think I could attribute this to even a single public figure individually, but, like, the the idea of having a childish assumption and getting checked. <laughs> we have none of that. Yeah. Like, and checked in a not aggressive, not, like, mean dad way (laughs) Uh, i mean there are like there are people who legitimately and and these are people that i've spoken to who 100 percent believe that you are less likely to have your house burglarized in a state that has looser gun restrictions like there there's people who absolutely think this yeah there, there are people who think that criminals run the stats. Right, yeah. They they 100% believe that criminals, in deciding to do crimes, consider the possibility that their victim might have a gun, and that wouldn't lead the criminal to simply say, well, then I just have to make sure I shoot him, like, immediately. Yeah. Um, you know, because that's the way to prevent myself from and, being shot. And in my experience, those same people look at cities and see, oh, you know, places that don't allow guns. Well, I mean, when you often talk to people that don't live in cities, that their assumptions about what day-to-day life is like- In the city. In a city is wild. It's insane. You know? It is. Like, like in a place like New York, it's crazy. Uh, Coming from Baltimore, I would talk to people who lived maybe like- 20 minutes from where I grew up, but like out, 
you know, toward where they something just, especially dehumanizing about that, where yeah. it's just like you you do understand like this isn't a fucking theme park ride that we go to for a day. Like there's children who live here. There's women, like there's 90 fucking year old women who live in their apartments alone and walk to the store every goddamn day and are fine. They're just people like you admit, like they're literally, this is just their life. I told somebody once that I was delivering pharmaceuticals to people in, in Brooklyn and they're like, and you don't have a gun. Oh right, you're in New York. You you can't have a gun, and I'm like, but they're nice people. <laughs> like, but also if like, you're trying to rob me of my yeah, fucking pharmaceuticals, I'm getting paid like fucking eh, for also, take them, bitch. Also, like, you're taking like grandma's heart medication. Yeah, it's like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. If you want to rob pharmaceuticals, um, pharmaceutical delivery burn people, burn a CVS. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, okay. If you want to rob pharmaceuticals, go for the like actual pharmacies. If you want to rob delivery people, expect you're gonna have to rob a lot before you get anything fun. Yeah, like, I think it was after I said I was delivering to like NYCHA buildings, and they were like, "What? That's crazy." I'm like, yeah, was, uh, "Yeah." I grew up in Baltimore. I met people who assumed that if you went to like this or that neighborhood right. in Baltimore City and you were like a white person that like immediately people would be like, get them. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, no. no. At, at 100% there are people who absolutely think that. They really, really think this. And then like all it takes is for one person to have been rude to them one time. <laughs> and then they like, they're like, see? And you're like, that's not well, the... <laughs> well, it's really hilarious with my mom who has the same story of her uh, being a pantyhose delivery person in the Lower East Side in the 70s. Uh, it was a mafia front, right? Like, no, just... it was legs. It was legs, pantyhose, and she would deliver yeah. to pharmacies in the Lower East Side in Manhattan. And her story was, oh, I had to get somebody to watch my truck so that they didn't steal the wheels off the truck as I ran in and ran out of each place. Also, the 70s, famously a pinnacle of like criminality yeah, time. That mean, is even a that, bygone era. Uh, also, that <laughs> just generally meant like someone sees your mom running in and go, Hey lady, I'll watch your truck for you. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a, it was the person working at the place that she was delivering to. Oh, so was, they just hired well, two people to look, deliver. If it happened one time ever, it's that kind of thing. If it happened one time ever, it'll be a thing like, Oh yeah. You know, I, I'll keep an eye on it. It doesn't mean it was happening with such a, a right. frequency or likelihood, but uh, that's yeah, how it's like. I mean, if you think you, about crime, usually, like, yeah, and, it's and, like how people steal fucking uh, catalytic converters. And today. that's literally her same image of the city in the Lower East Side in the East Village. <laughs> As it, it is today. Like she just worked for a garment industry that I assume was owned by like a pair of Jewish brothers and again had mafia connections. And they just had two people assigned to a truck for deliveries. And one of them sat in the truck when. Well, no, no, no. Walked. She would get the person who was in the store to come out and oh. watch the van. Yeah, again, this just seems like how you make So that it didn't get tagged or something? And the, well, the, that just seems like you're trying to avoid... T eh. Well, yeah, it just seems like how you do deliveries. It was also her last job that she ever had in, <laughs> in 1978. Yeah, it just sounds like how you do deliveries. The other really disappointing thing that came out of this shooting is another round of talks about mental health. 
Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, like the gun thing and the mental health thing are like which, two elements if, of this one that I just kind of... Which is, you know, if we're talking about capitalist realism and Mark Fisher, one of the things he talks about in that is that the atomization... Of the, the mental health problem. ...causes and, and is a contributing factor to the mental health... Well, and also the use of mental health languages is atomizing in and of itself. And almost like a knee-jerk reaction, uh, a bunch of liberals right. like, were how like... can we make this into a thing that is outside of the realm of politics? And well, therefore, we don't have responsibility Well, yes, there was Republicans that were like, mental health is the cause of this issue. But then there was liberals who were like, let's do mental health checks on every child at the beginning of every school year so we can root out the problem absolute. before it happens. Yeah, no, absolute fucking insanity. Um, yeah. Yes. What Codian hell do, do we want? in a way where we don't address any material conditions Look, that might contribute. there's an incredibly easy way to tell if you're schizophrenic, and that is you have a stone in a pot of boiling water. <laughs> And you have the uh, patient try and take the stone out of the water, and then you see how long it takes for his burns to heal. <laughs> Taking it back. Yeah, and that's uh, how you find out if someone's schizophrenic. I mean, it's it's also like, look, even our best mental health professionals, we we're not working with like amazing gangbusters ways to deal with severe mental illness anyway. It's not like we've got a solution. Sorry, everybody, with the, um, where it's just this casual thing, like everything, you just go to therapy about it. <laughs> and what, no, it's, I'm sorry, it's not simply. You deal with it, you take your pills. If uh, your pills make you feel shitty, then uh, you still have to take your pills because they're your pills. And when you don't take your pills, you hurt other people. Yeah, it's just like this thing where it's like, you might be experiencing suicidal ideation and also society might be demeaning your very life. <laughs> and then it's also your responsibility to not take any of those kinds of feelings and do anything destructive with them. <laughs> right. I mean, it's like the... With nothing. Uh, with absolutely no resources. You know, our acquaintance from uh, undergrad who had his issues, you know, they, what what the fucking school do? They, they banned him from campus. Like, that's, that's all it came down to. Uh, I mean, it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. And that's all the fucking Democrats want or all anyone really wants who's talking about mental health is just these weird fucking odd screenings that, yeah, it really brings back the 60s, 70s fucking anti-authoritarianism uh, just in the ghoulish nature of it all. Um, yeah, very Foucault slash Cuckoo's Nest. Because there is this, like, explicit lack of humility, it's like... It's very othering about mental illness. Oh. And, oh yeah. and it's people, if they identify themselves as having any sort of mental health issues, it's only to sort of brag about how they, they manage. You know, nobody's also talking about, like, you don't necessarily have to be, quote-unquote, mentally ill to go to a place where to go to a place where you want to do a destructive thing, right? Yeah. Like, that's not necessarily only a mental health thing. Like, this 
absolving us from responsibility responsibility for it, right? Like, like the world is dark right now. Like, it's it's a marvel that more people aren't doing crazy destructive things, to be honest. But if you really wanted to solve the conditions that lead someone to possibly consider the bleakest and darkest of things to do, you'd have to address things that nobody wants to, which is the uh, enormous suffering we're all in unnecessarily. General alienation. Or just literally they're fucking us. Like where, you know, everybody got their last COVID test from the government. They're, they're wrapped it up. It's over. Uh, you got to go back in the office most of you. Guess what? Everything's fucking more expensive and nobody gets paid more. <laughs> Deal with it. Deal with it. Figure it out. Okay. So the Biden administration had its like, we support the police statement they like did. where they explicitly refuse to even criticize that one police department like mm -hmm. will they have to walk that back in the future i don't know that no, they would of course not ultimately there is like a weird commitment to fascism in all of this yeah, where we need like, to you know let alone my fantasy about like the mall collapse that led to a government collapse but just like Will we at least get to a point where this one department will be our sacrificial lamb from which we can then absolve the rest of the cops? Will we at least need to sacrifice a lamb? Like, that's all. At this point, I'm just wondering that. I mean, you want an uh, Derek Chauvin kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. These cops and no other cops are bad people. They make... <laughs> They make cops look worse than they are. They are they are bad at being cops, and ooh, we point the finger at you. Um, like at least one of those. Like, because that was the Derek Chauvin thing. Yeah, was that, that was that it like was, a, it, that was yeah. Once it looked like oh, Derek Chauvin might actually get convicted. It's like yeah, okay, fine. A, he's the he's the only bad cop who's ever lived. He's the worst fucking. We can't blame an entire force. Yeah, we you can't. Know, and for we the have record, to act like what could be done. And, and for the record, uh, to the listener, you can, um, you can like blame all cops for the actions of a few because when you profile people, they don't die as a result because you're not a cop. You're normal. Profiling is fun as shit. Do it to cops all the time, uh, and no one gets hurt because you're not a cop. <laughs> the uh, other funny response that I saw was. Somebody who posted that, oh, we should stop giving out guns, blah, blah, blah. And I knew that this person had previously been extremely pro-Ukraine, kind of liberal. And I was like, oh, they're coming around on not giving as many guns to Ukraine. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, they didn't come around to that. They came around to... I don't know. Yeah, I kind of think uh, if you are in favor of gun control then you do legitimately believe that's a thing you should really drop the whole fucking uh mental health element of that because it's actually fairly harmful and shitty i just gotta say like i'm i'm sorry um you know i guess take guns away from blind people if that if you want to make your thing like taking away guns from some people with something but um I mean, I don't know. That one just is like kind of actually actively harmful and you're a bad person if you do that.
Yeah, uh, I've been uh, desperately scrolling Facebook to see if anything else is going on. Um, I don't well, know. it's like these events <laughs> suck out yeah, any it's air. Just fucking draining. Oh yeah, I. Um, yeah, the only other thing I've been in is stupid comedians. Fucking, I'm very black pilled about comedy. Yeah, Bonnie's doing the comedian pro move and applying to law school. <laughs> Leland is always trying to get me to apply to law school. And don't do I, it. I'm just like, dude. No. <laughs> no. no. Don't do it. I, uh, what, what's the rationality? That I would then become an entertainment lawyer. What? <laughs> I don't know why. What? He is. Um, is it just so you'd become his entertainment yes, lawyer? Partly. Partly. Okay. Um, uh, that seems like a. Very uh, interesting way to. How much is law school? Like, yeah, like a <laughs> hundred grand and yeah, loans. Like, yeah, pretty much. Also, the level of ADHD support I'd need <laughs> to, because I could do okay, it. That's just called the amount of money you'd make off of selling your Adderalls. So I'm just saying, I I I need the Adderall yeah. to do real tests, but I am good at that if I conceive of it in a novel way uh he just hasn't sufficiently dared me um <laughs> so i'm just hoping he doesn't activate that part of me that <laughs> needs to overcome the dare yeah where, where i get this really this burst of um motivation and adrel- adrenaline from spite uh pure spite <laughs> Sometimes I'm able to do immense things, but I can't like manufacture this uh, feeling. I should figure. I should engineer it. No, it just is a bummer. It just feels very much like the majority of comedians that are doing extremely well for themselves are all in this sort of validating, at least lightly right-wing kinds of sentiments or whatever yeah. where i'm i don't know i'm just feeling very I mean, much it's, like it's the new tough crowd with colin quinn i will not besmirch my dear colin quinn this I, way i love to- colin quinn but there was a slant to tough there crowd. was there was and uh, and this, this is, is all i'm gonna say i i love <laughs> i love colin quinn uh Unequivocally, uncritically, um, but I hate Nick DiPaolo, so. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> so. he probably brought 70% of it, but no, others I, did my as well. track on it is, my intra track on it is late 2000s, a lot of comics started doing lightly right wing shit, going on Red Eye on Fox News, having Ann Coulter on yeah, their fucking I mean, this podcast. Wasn't even like, well, this was pre Obama, this is Bush era. Yeah, I'm saying like it it was simmering, right. whatever. And then we had Obama being in office created this like, well, the liberals won. So like well, to now be we fair, when Bush was in office, you did have just like uncritical support of US militarism in comedy. Like was a For really sure. I'm just saying like the the people that I like started out with and et cetera. It's just like I saw this thing, right? And I, just who I am, like, I can't shut the fuck up. I really don't like racism and white supremacy, like, in a way that alienates me from other white people, in a way that makes it so I could never be one of the comics who's like, I'm just going to play neutral about this because I don't want to offend more successful comics than me, even though I don't like racism. 
like I just have a big mouth about it and I always have and I'm resentful of when I got harassed uh, fucking almost 10 years ago and I was like hey this is like fucking serious uh, this is like old timey racism and people are like shut up bunny you're exaggerating you're whatever and then I was totally fucking right and then all these people are like sucking those people's dicks and I'm just feeling yeah. very negative about my dreams um, in this regard uh, it was already hard to like sort of recalibrate in light of you know, the unprecedented pandemic and everything. <laughs> but So just this week, feeling very bummed. So Bunny does not have any dates to share is what we're saying. Yeah, not yet. I probably will soon, actually. I don't know. I think I might do this show that's about doing especially your dark stuff. So. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, because I want to do my domestic violence stuff. So I guess uh, the trial's over. <laughs> Oh, is that? <laughs> They're in deliberation, well, yeah, so we don't yeah, have yeah, a yeah. verdict. Yeah, no, Amber Heard, Johnny Depp. I did, he, uh, like, look, I'm sorry if I, I'm definitely being a bitch to everybody in comedy who's being, like, making a lot of jokes about it. Because they're all saying the same fucking jokes. Yeah, it's one of those events. Yeah, and, it, and I just, like, uh, I just, first of all, I do think you're a cunt if, like, you've applied the same energy to this as you do like true crime shit it is not the same the american justice system fundamentally not able to ascertain guilt in something like domestic violence or sexual assault really and this is a defamation trial but yeah it's uh it's rough i don't know though uh i, I kind of don't know what that verdict is gonna be really yeah no it is kind of up in the air because um defamation is Really hard to make stick in the U.S. Um, yeah, and it couldn't make it stick in the U.K. when it was against the paper. Yeah, in the U.K. it's very easy to make stick. So, honestly, you so. know. Um, I mean, this will come out after we get it, probably. I so. mean, the U.K. case was essentially like, it's fair that they called you a wife beater because you did at one time hit your wife. So, like, that yeah. was, that was so. whatever. Uh, and I don't feel like that's like there are people I think that believe that Amber has totally made up every single incident of right. of John of Johnny Depp doing anything that could be perceived as abuse. Right. And I don't believe that's the case. And uh, I don't know. Just as this has gone on, like I, at first I wanted to make jokes myself about how like I I personally had talked to Doug Stanhope one time after a show drunk and I drunkenly asked him about this because he sort of famously wrote a letter in defense of Johnny Depp uh, years ago when this first sort of happening before the UK trial, etc. And you know he was very convincing in his you know that everybody was sort of like for a long time before anything had happened like kind of behind Johnny's back, like, oh, yikes, whatever, right? So, but to me, the thing I wanted to joke about is how, like, even though logically I know, like, that in no way definitively tells me anything, I want to believe because somebody personally told me. Right, In, yeah. in that way, right? Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's not nothing. It's I mean, not it, nothing, it, but, you know, et cetera. Someone but then, who is fr within the circles of the couple's friends who you per have talked to who can say like yeah well you know i i saw the situation like this yeah that's yeah but then so for me it's like i'm a person who has not only had experience with domestic violence but also had this conversation with doug stanhope and it's like dealing with the real fucking like weird like 
fandom take on on the whole thing and how like it for some people it's about how bitches be crazy (laughs) and i've heard some version of the joke i'm crazy but i'm not shitting in beds lol like all right um (laughs) and i don't know it's just like it's just yeah no i mean you're gonna get your hack jokes that are gonna just be like okay this is something that I know everyone's going to say, but also it eats up 45 seconds of my time to well, say Well, and I, I get, I, I mean, there is this aspect of it that, you know, I did kind of want to talk about where I feel like there is this pinning the how things have gone online on Johnny Depp and his PR team alone when it actually like, a uh, ton of right-wing and men's rightsy things uh, have a lot of energy behind this narrative. It's simply a figurehead for that energy. And it's got, like, yeah, there are these smattering of fucking freaks who are, like, dressing up as Jack Sparrow outside the courtroom, but the real, like, thrust of this is, like, uh, what do you call it? The, is it the Daily Wire? I believe well, they... That, that would be Shapiro's. Yeah, he they did a ton, a ton of, like, ads that are, like, critical of Amber Heard, like, pushing the thing. Um, you know, and it's gotten really weird on TikTok, but in a way that TikTok is already weird, where you have these young people taking very earnest, serious, traumatic things and making weird little fucking... Yeah. Like, macabre videos about, but they don't know that... Uh, I don't know. I don't think I put anything on my phone about sending me notifications about the trial, but every single fucking day, I have, like, three different news sources. Oh, like, my Apple News just kept pushing it to me, and I don't... It's day two. It's day four. It's the psychiatrist is scheduled today. It's the, uh, Johnny Depp goes on the stand for his second day, and I, I didn't ask for it. I don't well, why? I the why people is, who were watching it every day, like, how are you not disgusted with yourself? This is, fu- it just feels so gross. It just feels so gross. It's, it's, this is going to be horribly damaging for how people talk about any of this uh, stuff in a mundane level for, for a long time. This is terrible. This has been pushed so fucking crazy that, like, regardless of what the verdict is, there's going to be a reaction to it. And I mean, a lot of people have already said like, oh yeah, like in 10 years, there's going to be the Framing Amber essentially documentary because everybody, like there's no way for you to ascertain actually who the real abuser is. Um, That's not a thing that is even possible. This type of coverage was true in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial where it was a daily thing that was pushed like this is day one this is day five yeah, was, this is that wasn't televised what was that te- yeah the cry uh, was, the crying on the uh, stand yeah yeah, uh, yeah 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 you know it okay. became a yeah. it became a thing that was on every television right. if you lived if you lived in places that had television and then before that it was the Derek Chavin um but like yeah America likes trial drama yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's part of the weird, like pseudo intellectualizing people do with things in in America, where they act like, first of all, they act like 
there's this perfect system that like is being worked in law. <laughs> Which is why I love law and order so much. Exactly what you're talking about. Law and order is the perfect dumb guy. They recently had the episode uh, that I wanted to watch of the uh, Havana Syndrome episode. Oh. Oh, cool. This is ripped <laughs> from the headlines. Yeah, riff from the headlines where the woman's... I only saw the clip where she's, like, crying, and she's like, he would come home, and he would and he would be sicking. He would be sick, and he would cough, and he would, you know, be, like all, whiskey, be all feverish. and sweaty and be wearing the same these, shirt that he come put from on these last far, night. And I, and I thought of leaving him once, and then I found out he had the Havana Syndrome. <laughs> He was a chronic alcoholic who was hungover. But Law and Order is possibly America's like unconscious fascist perfect because a lot of what Law and Order does is it says the government is bad and that cops you you need more cops. Cops are this kind of virtuous under attack all the time mobilized force that is sticking it to an overzealous government and i always found well, that and it's also this fantasy i think particularly americans have this association of of cops with with this idealized detective who is like often in media is like a figure who like works outside the police is like and, but we've conflated those now like somebody who's like really trying to like solve a crime and clues and there's a bit of that there where I kind of wish that's really what police were doing like I fucking wish man like <laughs> right and and to your point uh that you said earlier like the justice department uh, works with supposedly works in this in the organized way. System. There are two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean. yeah, and and but it's the intellectualization of what the cops do, and that's well, and the, where the, the reason I said right, pseudo right. In intellectualization because it's like the crime, and then the prosecutors who bring them to justice. Yeah, it's like the <laughs> appearance of essentially. Uh, putting big words on things. We go into a book. We go into a book and we look, look through the book. Up. And the book says, if you do this, this, and this, and you give this, this, and this testimony, then we come to an objective truth. Yeah, and it's a little bit of the same energy that people have around a lot of figures. They want to like have a cult of personality around where they're like... Cult of personality. Like, like Elon Musk. All of his fanboys need to believe that he is so fucking clever and, and like is that person who is like... Um, deep in his like engineering work, like figuring things out as a, like like they need to believe this because there's this affection for the clever figure outer, you know. But there's very little energy that steps back and goes, "But did they do the thing? <laughs> and are they even looking at the problem?" <laughs> Is there an actual solution-oriented approach happening? Uh, not, no, not a lot of actual smart guy stuff happens in real life is uh, my, like, you know, the part of me that sympathizes with the sort of uh, elevating the idea of a clever Capitalist. nerd or autist <laughs> uh, within some sort of 
individualist energy system figuring things out and and solving problems and all all you needed was somebody to look the thing up <laughs> the right way which you know a lot of our problems have a lot more possible mundane solutions that we willingly ignore Chairman right? Mao Joseph Stalin cult of personality <laughs> I got the apolitical blues. All right. Oh, oh, that um, was that was that a have a good week, everybody. <laughs> that was uh, bum, bum bum presented by Dick Wolf. Remember, um, don't listen to the police. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Personality. I know your anger. I know your dreams. I've been everything.